Hello, welcome to Talking in Bed. My name is Jen, and today we'll be doing jokes. Just as a side note, I got a little bit distracted in the first 10 minutes, so if you want to skip over that, just head to like 10 minutes into this episode and you'll get to about where the jokes actually start. So today, I, you know, these episodes are like all over the place in terms of, <laughs> in terms of theme, in terms of uh, volume, in terms of release. I mean, it's, there is no rhyme or reason to what I'm doing. It is just, you know, if you're here, you're just here for the ride. Now, I will say that I am having a cup of coffee while I'm doing this, so um, if you hear a pause, it might be because I'm having a sip of coffee. Uh, I am having still a little bit of a phlegm situation going on, uh, which is not a sign of COVID as far as I understand COVID symptoms tend to be more dry, dry coughs. <clears throat> so I don't feel too concerned about the phlegm. It could be that I just have a a normal slight cold. So, if you hear me <laughs> if you hear me not getting the word clear out, then it could be that you might also just hear me clearing my throat and you know, you'll just have to deal with it. I'm sorry. So I I don't know like what kind of came to my head about this. Why did I want to do like jokes today? But I just, well, when I was a kid, uh, back when we had a rotary phone, which is, I don't think that I'm 34. I don't think that 34 is like that old, but just in terms of like, the amount of technology that has come and gone in my life, it is, I may as well be 60. Do you know what I mean? Like, like technologically, I've gone through so many different things in my life. And I'm trying to think, my parents were born in the 50s. And obviously in their life, also, they are thankfully still with us. And so obviously they have also in their life gone through a lot of changes from, let's say from their 40s onward, they've gone through a lot of different changes technologically. But I feel like it's been a very rapid thing for them, whereas my whole life, has been about technology changing really quickly and sort of the whole world changing because of the technology that came about. And let's say from like 54 to, well, let's say in the 50s, you would have had rotary phones and pay phones and televisions. And, um, Let's speed it up to the 80s and record players back then. In the 80s, 
it really wasn't that different. Now you had eight tracks, you had cassette players. So that was different. Uh, so you would have had more boom boxes and, um, but in terms of how you connected with people, it was still writing letters, buying the newspaper calls, you know, if you got stranded on the side of the road, you had to just rely on the help of others. That would have been the same in the fifties and the eighties, or if you, you know, if there was like a payphone around, you could have used that. And then pretty suddenly, kind of with the dawn of like CD players, I feel, because I also grew up using cassette tapes a lot. I mean, that was a big part of my life, making mixtapes that I recorded from the radio. I would sit in my room with uh, the radio on and just wait for like a good, I mean, literally just sitting there waiting for a good song to come on. You would have the tape in the cassette player ready, and then you would hit record. And you could re-record over tapes if you put... That's confusing. You could re-record over cassette tapes if you... There were these little tabs on cassette tapes. And the ones that you would get from the store that already had music on them, like a Whitney Houston cassette tape, that would have the tabs on the very top. They would be pushed down. And the ones you could buy cassette tapes from whatever, like, music store, and they would be blank. And they would the tabs would not be pushed down on those. And I... I feel like I'm misremembering something because it seems like such an easy hack or like loophole that you could put tape, just scotch tape, cello tape, whatever you call it, you know, tape to put a poster on the wall. You could put that over the tabs. If they were pushed down and you wanted to record over it, you could put tape over it and that would work. But I don't think that you could have done that with a tape that, like, had Whitney Houston music on it. You know, something from a music company. So I feel like I'm misremembering that somehow. But, um, I mean, I distinctly remember sitting and listening to, like, the alternative rock station and waiting for, just sitting and waiting for a good song. So you would miss the first few seconds because you would have to hear what song it was. And also, after the song finished, you would stop record. And I have to think for a moment, because you generally, you, I feel like you would kind of want a few seconds of space between the songs. So I'm trying to think of how did I, maybe you would turn the volume down on the radio and just record silence for a few seconds and then stop and put the volume of the radio back up. I think. And um and if you had like uh empty cassette tape cases, you could write down all the songs that were on there. And um yeah, I mean I never recorded like a demo. Not that of course you would record yourself with the cassette tape. You know, it's like I think that young people today, Gen Z, they get 
judged very harshly for being on the internet so much, it is nothing that any other group of teenagers and young 20s people wouldn't have done. They all would have done that because ever since, let's say, post-war America, um, you know, the 1950s, that's really when the concept of the teenager as a a young a young adult who's sort of in between child and adult and has lots of leisure time that concept really didn't exist before the 50s you know before pre-war if you were a teenager you were working you know you were working somehow to help your family i guess unless you were very wealthy but in that case you would have been at a private school studying or you would have been doing something to uh, continue your family's legacy, that kind of thing. You know, this concept of teenagers as being like slackers and lazy and, and kind of self-obsessed, that really didn't exist until the 1950s. And part of that is because in the 19, in post-war America, there was the GI Bill, which helped a lot of people who had fought and I assume survived uh, World War II and they were back in America, um, it was a bill that just helped them get on their feet. It was basically socialism. It helped them get a house. It helped them get education. It kind of set them up to prosper. And the 50s was a very prosperous time the 60s, I think, was prosperous. The 70s, things started to go downhill a little bit. 80s, 90s, we came back into the 2000s. Up until 2008, I think, economically, America was doing pretty good, you know, despite the fact that a lot of, obviously, there was a lot of people experiencing poverty and... um <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at poverty. I'm laughing at the fact that I started this episode talking about how we're going to get into jokes and I've taken things into a really, <laughs> like, how do I segue into jokes now? Hmm. Um, just to finish my thought, obviously, even in times of prosperity, there were people in America who were not living a privileged life, not having that kind of, um, not having that much leisure time. And, um, that was something really afforded to very particular groups of people. And, um, I started talking about this because of cassette tapes, the fifties technology, and we're back when I was a kid. That's where it started. <laughs> 10 minutes later. When I was a kid, we had a rotary phone. The rotary element does not play into this whatsoever. I just went on a 10-minute rant about technology that ended with America's <laughs> socialist GI Bill. Um, and when I was very young, my cousin and I, I have two cousins who are exactly the relative age of my sister and I. I don't know how things worked out like that. It worked out very well for us playing when we were kids. Worked out very well in our adulthood. We're all very close. 
Um, and so the younger, my <laughs> counterpart cousin, uh, she and I are the same age. And she and I would sit on the phone and tell jokes to each other. I don't know how often this happened. I have a memory of it happening at least a couple of times. And I imagine if I asked her, she would remember it and, you know, whatever, have different, maybe she would remember more of it. But I really enjoy that memory of sitting on the phone. It's such an innocent activity, just two, two little kids talking on the phone, telling each other jokes. What jokes did I even know? I don't even know what jokes I knew, to be frank. Because I really don't know many jokes and I kind of wish I did. Um, this is the only joke that I have ever remembered. And I learned it in junior high school. And um, <laughs> it's so funny to recite this now. I God, I haven't told this in a long time. Um, a guy goes into a bar. He sits down at the bar, orders a drink. And um, he... Uh, he puts his hand up to his face and he starts talking on it like he's talking on a phone. And the other uh, people in the bar are like, whoa, this guy's really weird. You know, this is very strange. And um, somebody goes up to the bartender and he's like, can you ask that guy to like leave? He's being super weird. And the bartender goes over to him and he's like, hey, buddy, look, you're kind of freaking people out talking to your hand. So I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And the guy goes, no, no, no. I have a cell phone implanted in my hand. Here, I'll show you. And he lets the bartender call his wife. He's like, okay. I mean, cool. Whatever. Go ahead. A little while later, the man uh, says, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Uh... And so we go to the bathroom. He's in there for a long time. And the bartender starts to get worried. You know, obviously he's taking kind of special notice of this guy. So he's like, hmm. He goes into the bathroom to check on the guy. And the man is standing with his hands against the wall, his legs spread apart. And he's got toilet paper coming out of his ass. And the bartender goes, oh, my God, what happened? What were you? What, who did this to you? And the guy goes, no, 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 it's fine. I'm just receiving a fax. <laughs> so that's like uh i don't know such a particular time period when people still sent faxes um so that's just to get us into the mood for jokes i really feel like people don't just tell these kind of jokes anymore you know like and I love that comedy is very, it's gone into this kind of um, cerebral place. And I love comedy stand-up specials. Why did I just call it a comedy stand-up special? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, like, people just don't tell enough jokes, you know. All right. So I am just reading off of stuff that I found on websites, actually. Um, they're not credited to anybody. If they were, I would credit the website, the first website I'm going to read from is laughgaff.com, L-A-F-F-G-A-F-F.com. This is best classic jokes. I've never heard these before. So some of them I get, some of them I don't. We'll just get started. 
I said to the gym instructor, can you teach me to do the splits? He said, how flexible are you? I said, I can't make Tuesdays. People arrest, oh, Jesus Christ. Police arrested two kids yesterday. One was drinking battery acid. The other was eating fireworks. They charged one and let the other one off. I don't know if those are arrestable offenses, to be honest. <laughs> People in the middle of a breakdown. Uh, a lorry load, a truckload of tortoises crashed into a train load of terrapins. I think terrapins are another type of, well, crashed into a train load of terrapins. What a turtle disaster. <laughs> now that, not, these are not like really funny, right? I don't, maybe you're laughing. I hope you are. I love I like to, um, like, add R's into words that don't have it. So I like the idea of calling it a turtle disaster, even when it has nothing to do with turtles, right? It sort of is like that meme, the Ermagerd meme, right? There's something funny about morphing it. Like, I say to myself a lot, instead of, oh, my God... I say, oh, my gourd, like a gourd, like a squash. I just think it's funny to say it to myself. Oh, my gourd. Next joke. Doctor, doctor, I can't stop singing the green grass, the green, green grass of home. Jesus Christ. Doctor, doctor, I can't stop singing the green, green grass of home. That sounds like Tom Jones syndrome. Is it common? It's not unusual. Do you get it? It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. Do, 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 do. I'm on a whiskey diet. I've lost three days already. <laughs> that one's kind of funny. None of them are bangers, though. A woman has twins and gives them up for adoption. One goes to a family in Egypt and is named Amal. The other goes to Spain and is named Juan. Years later, Juan sends a picture of himself to his mum. This is obviously a British site with the lorry load thing. Upon receiving it, she tells her husband that she wished she also had a picture of Amal. Her husband said, but they're twins. If you've seen Juan, you've seen Amal. <laughs> I did not get this one at all. I met a Dutch girl with inflatable shoes last week. Later I phoned her up for a date, but she'd popped her clogs. She'd popped her clogs? I don't get that. I understand the... I don't get what the joke is. I understand the idea she's dutch so she the implication is she's wearing clogs but we don't say that obviously we were setting up that she her inflatable shoes are clogs i understand the popping because they're inflatable but i don't understand what popped her clogs maybe it's a british thing maybe it's a british thing and i don't get it because there's some kind of an idiom in in england or whatever that i i don't understand that one 
A group of chess enthusiasts checked into a hotel and were standing in the lobby discussing their tournament victories. After an hour, the manager came out and asked them to disperse. But why, they asked. Because, he said, I can't stand chestnuts boasting in an open foyer. <laughs> I'm kind of laughing because they're bad. A man entered a local paper's pun contest. He sent in ten different puns in the hope that at least one of the puns would win. Unfortunately, no pun intended. <laughs> that one I don't actually mind because as you, you know, as you're reading it, it's more of a, if you read it and you say it, it has more impact. Because when you read it, it doesn't make sense what it's going to sound like until you read it out loud. I think even you would have to say it out loud for it to really make sense. But anyway. I backed a horse last week at 10 to 1. It came in at quarter past 4. One day, two women dog owners are arguing about whose dog is smarter. The first woman says, My dog's so smart, every morning he waits for the paper boy to come around, and then he takes the newspaper and brings it to me. The second woman replies, I know. The first woman is surprised and asks, how do you know? The second woman says, my dog told me. Again, that does not sound like a smart dog. That sounds like a crazy person. It's funny. I'm having all these uh, other jokes like pop into my head now. There was one where there was a joke that I, I must have seen it in a movie with Scottish people. And I cannot, for the life of me, remember what the scene is with the joke but the um the setup is this guy it's two guys talking and the one is telling the other about whatever kind of his flighty mom i guess you might say and where, where he's talking to his old mom i can't quite remember all the details but it's something like oh there was this terrible tragedy uh in in the house next to my mom's this woman was uh, was giving her baby a bath in the sink, and the doorbell rang. So she went down to get the door, and she fell down the stairs and died, and the baby drowned in the bath. And um, the mom kind of takes a moment of being sad, and then she says, did they ever find out who's at the door? Or something like that. I can't remember. It's so annoying for me because I, I... If you... If that rings a bell to you and you know it, my email's in the description. I would love to know what that's from. Uh, and I know I'm botching kind of the setup. I just can't... I can't get all of the pieces together, you know? Um... And, sorry, I just had a weird coffee issue. Ugh. Ugh. Um, sorry. Uh, there was another one that I remember, probably that I also heard in junior high, which is, um, a guy goes to his doctor, he's got elbow pain. And uh, he doesn't know what it's from. And um, oh, he has he has tennis elbow, tennis elbow. Uh, 
And um, the doctor says, okay, I'm going to um, have you do a urine sample. I can't remember why he has him do the urine sample exactly. Whatever. He just, he's like, okay, I need you to do a urine sample. So he, uh, damn it. <laughs> damn it. I can only remember two elements of the joke. He, he takes, for some reason, he has to take the cup home to do the, the sample. So he has his daughter pee into the cup. Gross. <laughs> Somebody else puts fluids into the cup. And then he jerks off into it. And he brings the cup back to the doctor. The doctor, you know, after a couple of days, calls him up with the results. And he says, he addresses the first fluid. I can't remember what that is. He says, uh, your daughter is three weeks pregnant. And you're never going to cure that tennis elbow if you keep jerking off like that. So, <laughs> I don't know. That one's kind of funny. Uh, all right. Let's move on to some other jokes. Some of these were actually kind of funny. Oh, I have another joke. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, an elderly classical languages professor goes to Rome for a conference. He hails a taxi as he's leaving the airport and the driver points to a sign selling, saying, tell driver your destination. The professor hesitates for a moment. He doesn't speak Italian, but doesn't want the driver to misunderstand his directions in English. Suddenly realizing that Italian is descended from Latin, he says, aducere me ad Marriott divisorium. The cab driver nods and puts the car in gear. As he heads into traffic, he says, wow, you sure haven't been to Rome for a long time. <laughs> I liked that one. I think that one's clever. You would just have to remember the, the Latin bit of it. A classic Russian joke. An American, a Frenchman, and a Russian are stranded on an uninhabited island. They build a shelter, catch food, fish for food, and suddenly catch a magical golden fish who promises to fulfill two wishes for each in trade for her own freedom. The American says, a million dollars and to go back home. He vanishes. The Frenchman says, three beautiful women and to go back home. He vanishes as well. The Russian looks around at the deserted island and says, And we were getting along so well. Three crates of vodka and the two fellas back. <laughs> I like that one, too. Here's a classic Jewish joke. <laughs> a mother brings her son two new ties as a birthday gift. For her adult son. That's a little redundant. A mother brings her adult son two new ties as a birthday gift. Later in the evening, the two meet for dinner, and the son is wearing one of the ties. His mother takes one look at him and says, What's the matter? You didn't like the other tie? <laughs> Playing off of some stereotypes there. Classical joke for Christmas period. That's the, that's the label for this one. Did you hear about the dyslexic devil worshiper? He sold his soul to Santa. I'm having so much trouble talking today. Yay, yay, yay. A movie studio is casting roles for a documentary about classical musicians. It's not a documentary if you're casting people. 
just to say that. Tom Cruise says, I'll play the part of Mozart. Liam Neeson says, I'll make a great Beethoven. Arnold Schwarzenegger says, I'll be Bach. An old but classic. I, I didn't really like this one. Mr. and Mrs. Brown had two sons. One was named Mind Your Own Business and the other was named Trouble. One day, the two boys decided to play hide and seek. Trouble hid while Mind Your Own Business counted to 100. Mind Your Own Business began looking for his brother behind garbage cans and bushes. Then he started looking in and under cars until a policeman approached him and asked, What are you doing? Playing a game, the, the boy said, What's your name? The officer questioned. Mind your own business. Furious, the policeman inquired, Are you looking for trouble? The boy replied, Why, yes. <laughs> uh, I don't understand this one at all. A classics professor goes to a tailor to get his trousers mended. The tailor says, Europedes? The professor replies, Yes, Eumenides? I don't understand that. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing those words right. Europitis? Eumenitis? I don't understand it. If anybody studies Latin, help me. My pet chicken loves classical music. He always asks by name for his favorite. Bach. Disney is updating a children's classic with a pandemic theme. It's called The Never-Ending Story. <laughs> kind of funny. Oh, this one is really good, actually. A classic South African Fon Damava joke. Jan Fon Damava is a South African farmer, and he really wants a shiny new tractor, but he can't afford it, so he makes a plan. He's going to win the lottery and use the money to buy a new tractor. He's also a religious man, so every night before going to sleep, he kneels by his bed and prays, Please, God, please let me win the lottery. I really need this new tractor. I just need to win the lottery. Every night, for weeks, for months, Fonda Merva prays to win the lottery until one day God speaks to him. Jan, my son, I have heard your prayers and I have seen that your soul is pure. I am trying to help you win the lottery. I have been doing everything I can, but I just can't do it on my own. Look, it, it's been months, Jan. Could you just meet me halfway and buy a fucking ticket already? <laughs> it's they are that is funny, but somehow there is something that's still like, oh god, I don't know. They sort of on the line for me. Uh, classic good cop. Good cop, where's the money? Blind cop, pounds fists on the table. Where's everything? A little bit of a dig at blind people. <laughs> um, oh gosh. A classic joke from Ronald Reagan. Not exactly accurate. What the fuck does that mean? There are two Russians in the Soviet Union talking to each other and a curfew is about to be enforced. Gosh, that sounds familiar. The two men say goodbye to each other, and just as they do, a Soviet, a Soviet soldier walks over to the both of them and shoots one of the men dead. The other man says, why did you shoot him? The soldier says, I'm his friend. I know where he lives. He wouldn't have made it home in time. That is funny. 
I'm not laughing, but that is funny. This is a a limerick based on uh, the There Once Was a Man from Nantucket, which is a limerick that can be reinterpreted to various dirty... Uh, like, you can add in your own dirty, like, lines, if you're that creative. Um, somehow I feel a little funny reading that. I I kind of don't want to read it. Um, let's see. No. So, I, I don't have a problem with dirty jokes, but I don't know. Sometimes it's just not. Wow, this is a long one. Um, it also ends with a penis joke. An Auntie Kimber classic. I was five when I heard this. LOL. That's the title for this joke. <laughs> oh, I oh, you know, I forgot to say this is from upjoke.com, if that helps you. There was a young man, Frederick, in the last course of his psychology major. His final exam was to assess the mental conditions of three patients down in the deepest depth of the mental ward. It was 1966. With his clipboard in hand, he walks down the dim, lit hallway and gets to a giant metal door. The doctor opens the door for him and says, good luck. Fred gets to the first cell and sees a man chopping the ground, holding nothing but air. What are you doing, good sir? asks Fred. Well, sir, I gotta, I, I get out of here. I'm, oh, fuck off. Well, sir, when I get out of here, I'm going to be a professional golfer. He walks down a ways to the next cell, taking notes as he goes. Fred comes to the second cell and sees a man ferociously swinging at nothing but air, holding nothing but his hands. It, that is not just me. Nothing but air holding nothing but his hands. Fred asks, Sir, are you okay? You see, doctor, when I get out of here, I'm going to be a professional baseball player. Fred is a little more than perplexed, but this is his profession. Fred gets to the last door after a mile-long walk. Okay. Sweet Jesus, says Fred. He sees a man on the floor balancing a peanut on his penis. What are you going to do when you get out of here, young man? asks Fred. I'm fucking nuts, says the patient. I'm never going to get out of here. (sighs) Here's a classic. Son, Mom, what's dark humor? Mom, see that man with no arms? Tell him to clap. Son, no, I don't see him because I'm blind. Mom, exactly. <laughs> I'm taking that one in. I feel like the structure of that needs to be... It kind of give. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where to laugh exactly. I feel like that one needs a little re- workshopping. It it has elements, but it's not quite there. 
for me. What's the difference between the philosophy program and the classical show? I guess we're talking TV. One's on Schopenhauer. The other is the Chopin Hour. <laughs> yeah, all right. What is Donald Trump's favorite piece of classical music? Grab em by Debussy. <laughs> is that a real song by Debussy? Can't that can't be grab em. No, no, it's it's not a real one. I'm starting to understand as I'm Googling this that it's just a made-up thing to base it on Debussy being the pussy. Grab him by Debussy. That's very funny. I like that one. A box of Uncle Ben's beans and rice is a meal that everyone enjoys. But what most people don't know about Uncle Ben is that he's a former assassin. His classic recipe for death, rice and beans. Like rice and the poison in like beans made with rice and. Yeah, that one was good. A woman driving along at speed passed over a bridge only to find a cop with a radar gun on the other side lying in wait. The cop pulled her over, walked up to the car with that classic patronizing smirk and asked, what's your hurry? She replied, I'm late for work. Oh, yeah, said the cop. What do you do? I'm a rectum stretcher, she responded. The cop stammered, a what? A rectum stretcher. And just what does a rectum stretcher do? Well, she said, I start by inserting one finger in the rectum, then work my way up to two fingers, then three, then four. Then with my whole hand in, I work from side to side until I can get both hands in. And then I slowly but surely stretch it until it's about six feet. And just what the hell do you do with a six-foot arsehole? He asked. You give him a radar gun and park him behind a bridge. <laughs> I'm going to have a little water now. All this uh, joking is making me thirsty. These peanuts are making me... No, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Why don't film soundtracks use jazz and classical? Too much sax and violins. Violins. Too much sax and violins. <laughs> Am I getting more accustomed to the jokes or are the jokes getting funnier? That's the question. An earlier joke on the sub reminded me of this old classic. These must be from various people. You know, now I see it. <laughs> There's an upvote and a downvote under each of these. So... This is some sort of a joke forum. Okay. Three men at a bar drinking around a table. One gulps his beer and loudly brags. Last night I made love to my wife four times. She said in the morning it was the best sex she's ever had. Another slams his empty mug down and boasts, That's nothing. I just fucked my wife nine times last night. She could barely walk this morning and told me she's calling off work this week to have more of me. Odd, the first guy turns to the third man, who sat staring calmly into his mug. How many times did you make love to your wife last night? 
The man swirls his beer and says once. The other two roared with laughter, and the second guy chokes out, What did she say to you in the morning? The third man sips his mug and says, Don't stop. That one's good. That's a good one. I did the classic, I have a body in my freezer joke to my younger brother. I don't know what he thought of it, but he did seem rather cold. Oh, I don't like that one. <laughs> no, I don't like that one. A real classic. So a man is listening to his daughter pray. They've spelled pray like predator and prey. She says, God bless mommy, God bless daddy, God bless grandma, goodbye grandpa. When asked why she said goodbye, she responded with, I just felt like I should. Grandpa dies. A month later, the daughter is praying, again, spelled like predator versus prey. As her dad listens in again, the daughter says, prays, God bless mommy, God bless daddy, and goodbye grandma. The grandma took her last breath the next morning. A few months later, the dad is listening in again, is listening in again, the girl prays as the girl prays. God bless mommy, looks at the dad, and finishes with, and goodbye daddy. The man never tells his wife, so as not to freak her out. So the next morning, the man goes to work, cancels all his meeting, and locks himself in his office. Wow, there's a lot of typos here. He proceeds to stay in there until after his shift finishes. While sweating bullets, he realizes it's midnight and then heads home. Once he gets home, his wife angry, angrily shouts at him for not being home all day. He said, I had such a miserable day. And the wife responded with, you had a miserable day. The milkman died on the front porch this morning. <laughs> that one's funny. They say classical music was written to speak through the ages. Bach to the future? That is not really a joke. It's just kind of too... We're missing kind of a middle portion of that joke. Why are elevators jokes so classic and good? They work on many levels. Yeah, that's okay. I guess these are just written by people, but there's no usernames next to these, so I'm not... If there were usernames, I would give them. If you boil a funny bone, it becomes a laughing stock. Now that's humorous. Because one of your bones is called the humorous. Your, uh, your, oh my god. I used to know the bones really well, actually. I used to be pretty good at those. Um, a classic joke from Norm MacDonald. I quit smoking and nothing much is different, except I can taste my food. I went to a friend's place for dinner and I was like, what's this zingy zangy thing you're serving me here? I never tasted anything so zingy and zangy. A boiled potato, huh? I can see Norm performing that. Here's a Donald Trump joke. My take on a classic. Donald Trump visited a fortune teller one day. There's no date for these either, so it's like I have no idea of this, where, when this is from. Donald Trump visited a fortune teller one day. He walked in past all the mystic objects and sat down. The teller read his palm, flipped his tarot cards, and stared into her crystal ball with a pensive look on her face. What? What are you staring at? The Donald asked with sweat on his brow. 
I have seen your future, Mr. Trump, and I can tell you that you will die on a holiday in the state of Michigan. How do you know that? Trump replied angrily. The fortune teller sat quietly for a moment before slowly turning her eyes to meet his. You see, Mr. Trump, any day you die will be a holiday in Michigan. Wow, this... (laughs) (sighs) This is such a specific joke for, like, Michigan. I feel like this is like a Michiganer's joke. Wow. A solar panel, a wind turbine, and a hydro dam are all getting to know each other. What kind of music are you into? asked the dam. I'm into trance, replies the solar panel. Oh, too intense for me, dam says. I much prefer classic melodies, maybe a little 60s soul at the weekend. What about you, Mr. Turbine? What are you into? Me, he replies. I'm a huge metal fan. <laughs> A classic by my grandpa. It was funnier because he spoke broken English and cracked himself up every time. Two Czechoslovakian friends were visiting the zoo. One leaned over the edge of the polar bear pit and fell in. He was quickly gobbled up. The zookeeper came over mortified and asked the crowd what happened. One man spoke up and said the male polar bear swallowed him whole. Immediately, the zookeeper took a knife and cut him open, only to find him empty. He then turned to the female and did the same, saving the man's life. What lesson did the zookeeper learn? Never never believe them when they say the check is in the mail. What? Okay, check is spelled like check. Czech Republic. C-Z-E-C-H. Never believe them when they say the check is... Oh, because the... Goodness gracious. That really shouldn't have taken me that long. (laughs) Mail is M-A-L-E, but it's, you know, obviously a play on the check being in the mail. While on a road trip, an elderly couple stopped at a roadside restaurant for lunch. After finishing their meal, they left the restaurant and resumed their trip. When leaving, the elderly woman unknowingly left her glasses on the table, and she didn't miss them until they had been driving for about 40 minutes. By then, to add to the aggravation, they had to travel quite a distance before they could find a place to turn around in order to return to the restaurant to retrieve her glasses. All the way back, the elderly husband became the classic grouchy old man. He fussed and complained and scolded his wife relentlessly during the entire return trip. The more he chided her, the more agitated he became. He just wouldn't let up for a single minute. To her relief, they finally arrived at the restaurant. As the woman got out of the car and hurried inside to retrieve her glasses, the old geezer yelled to her, while you're in there, you might you might as well get my hat and the credit card. <laughs> that one's funny. That one's a good one. And then at the bottom it says, This week is National Senior Mental Health Week. Okay. <laughs> um, let's do a few more. What do classical pianists use to remember their grocery lists? A Chopin list. List is also a pianist. L-I-S-Z-T. I would pronounce it Lisht, but okay. Maybe it is pronounced Lisht to kind of let the listener know that it's 
English. Anyway. Classical joke. I remember once in pre-virus times. How is it a classical joke if we're talking about something that only started last year? Okay. I was standing in a fairly long line for, oh, for a classical music concert. A dude on a skateboard rode up to me and asked, what's all the excitement about? Who's playing? I told him, Yo-Yo Ma. And he punched me in the face. Yo, Yo Ma. You would have to say it like that for this to play out well. A politician who did absolutely nothing good or bad in his life died. God and Satan are discussing what to do with him. God says he's done nothing great in his life, so he can't possibly go to heaven. I don't think that's what gets you to heaven. Satan says, well, he did nothing to deserve eternal damnation either. So they let the man spend one day in each heaven and hell to decide where he wanted to spend eternity. In heaven, the politician spends the entire time sitting in a comfortable chair, fighting to stay awake as angels fly above him and play classical music. He tells God, no offense, but I didn't really find heaven enjoyable. God simply nods and points him in the direction of hell. As he enters, women grab him from all angles as party music blares. The politician had the greatest night of his life, dancing the entire time. So what did you decide, asked Satan. I choose hell by a long shot, the politician said. All right, said Satan, and he snapped his fingers. Suddenly, everything began burning, and the, and he saw all his party mates begin to burn and twist in agony. What happened to the party? I've been tricked, the politician yelled. Satan looked surprised. I thought you were a politician. You should know all about Election Day and false promises. Uh, that's a good one. I like that. I do like that. That makes me think of a, a another God one. Um, there's this very faithful man, religious man, in a in a boat out at sea, and um, he loses his oars, and he starts praying to God to rescue him. And another ship comes by, and they're like, please, let us help you. Come up here. And he's like, no, no, God will save me. So the ship goes on. He keeps praying, please, God, save me, please. And a helicopter comes by and releases a ladder, and they're announcing, you know, climb up the ladder, we'll save you. He says, no, no, God will save me. And he keeps praying, the ship his little boat goes down, he dies, and he goes to heaven. And when he gets to heaven, he says, God, why didn't you save me? I prayed to you. I was a good Christian my whole life. And God says, I sent the boat. I sent the helicopter. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. Especially, you have to kind of deliver it in, like, a classic, stereotypical, like, like Jewish comedian voice, like, you know, shoulders up, gesticulating with your hands. Like, I sent the boat. I sent the helicopter. <laughs> I like thinking of God that way. Somebody who grew up in Brooklyn, you know. I don't think wind turbines like... I don't think wind turbines like classical music. I hear they're big metal fans, though. There's so many, like, classical music jokes. Uh, a classic K 
Canadian joke. I need a sip of water first. I'm sorry. You'll have to wait. Classic Canadian joke. A mainlander is driving down the highway and runs over a rabbit. Wondering what the noise was, he stops his car and gets out to look. While he's standing there, a Newfie pulls up and asks him what's going on, Newfie being Newfoundland. The mainlander says, I'm just here visiting your fair province, and I seem to have killed one of your animals. I feel like I'm not going to be able to do this one correctly, because I don't know what people from Newfoundland sound like. The Newfie takes a look at the rabbit and says, no problem, buys, hang her down a few. The Newfie then goes to his truck. And get, I don't understand that either. Just FYI. The Newfie then goes to his truck and gets an aerosol spray can, which he proceeds to empty onto the rabbit. When he's done, he chucks the empty and says, there you go, me son. Enjoy your stay. Then gets in his truck and takes off. The rabbit gets up, hops 10 feet towards the woods, turns around and waves. Hops another 10 feet, turns around and waves, hops another 10 feet, and finally disappears into the woods. The mainlander is blown away. Wondering what the newfie did, he grabs the can out of the ditch and reads the label, which says, Hairspray, guaranteed to bring dead hair back to life with a permanent wave. That one's cute. I don't know that it has to be Canadian. You could just kind of make it any, you could make that regional to any kind of backwoods area. Uh, Classic. I really feel like this forum uses the word classic more than I've ever heard people using it. A woman goes to the doctors complaining about her partner. I just keep thinking he's only with me because I'm gullible and stupid, she sobbed. Could there be something mentally wrong with me? I'm sorry, Miss Jones, said the doctor, taking off his glasses. I'm going to have to take a look at your vagina. What? I don't get that joke at all. taking off his glasses I'm going to have to I don't understand that joke at all That's there's nothing classic about that joke I mean is he a gynecologist and she's talking to the wrong wrong doctor about it is that the joke or is it that the doctor's being disgusting I don't understand it well oh my god <laughs> Because I'm gullible and stupid, so she's gullible enough to believe that the doctor... She's gullible and stupid enough to believe... Oh, my God. <laughs> well, <laughs> that wasn't a good moment for me to try and take time. <laughs> this is kind of just me figuring out the punchlines. What do you call a classical writer... Oh, I don't like that one. That makes fun of... That's that's an ableist joke. Since it's May the 4th, I decided to watch the classic Star Wars trilogy with my girlfriend. First time she ever saw Chewbacca, she thought he was an Ewok. Classic Wookiee mistake. <laughs> that one's funny. Uh, My friggin' podcast thing is beeping at me and telling me that we're at 55 minutes. 
So I, um, it's still fucking beeping. Okay. Jesus. Um, and I have five more minutes. I feel like we've gone through a lot of really fun jokes today. And, um, maybe some of them made you laugh. A lot of them were kind of painful. But, um, some of them were okay, actually. I don't know if I'll remember any of them. I may have to listen to this again. If you liked this, email me and let me know. You know, if you liked hearing kind of silly jokes, I would be more than happy to do something like this again. Um, I hope that you enjoyed today. Thank you so much for listening. And um, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.